You're listening to Felony Podcast with your host, Dave Dahl, on the Startup Radio Network. The Felony Podcast explores ex-felons that have gone on to launch their own startups. We explore the ups, the downs, the -the behind-the-bar stories with these founders. Felony Podcast airs every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. My name is Mark Grimes, co-founder of Startup Radio Network. Also with us in the studio, Dave's partner in crime, Lad Justison. And here's a man with a plan, leader of the band, buff and tanned, Dave, the killer bread man, doll. Yeah, well, hey, thanks, Bob. <laughs> I'm not, I'm really, uh, now I don't feel very buff. Today I don't feel very <laughs> And it's, and it's, it's, you know, winter, almost, you know, in uh, Portland, so you're not nice tan, tan right? as I'd like mm-hmm. to be. No. Uh, but we have a guest today that uh, personifies all that. And, yes, he does. Uh, so we're going to get to that in a minute. I want to say welcome to Felony Inc. Podcast, live from downtown Portland, Oregon, on a beautiful day in the great Pacific Northwest. I'm your host, Dave Dahl. I was a four-time loser who finally found a way to win. I replaced what was becoming a habit of incarceration with education, medication, and eventually an honest occupation, the creation of Dave's Killer Bread. Now I'm on a new mission to inspire and help others reach their own potential by overcoming limitations placed on them by the world and by themselves. On Felony Inc., we interview former knuckleheads who've transformed their hustle by starting legitimate enterprises. Search Felony Inc. on your podcast app to hear previously recorded episodes of our podcast. Lad, did you know that? You could do that? That's right. And leave us a review if you do that, too, please. Yeah, we appreciate that. We've been around a little while now, but um, we're not all that well-known yet. You know, a little bit pockets of of people here and there. Yeah. Um, Well, we got a couple thousand listeners right now. Yeah. Well, do we? Not, not yet. takes takes a while to warm up. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. As the day goes, live <laughs> listeners. We're talking live listeners now. Yeah. We don't know how many people listen to this thing, you know, uh, after it's been recorded. Pre-recorded. Yeah, and edited and all that. So anyway, we don't need to run our necks about that all Well, day. you know, just to let everybody know, we have uh, some more episodes just recently downloaded. Um, Alex Petter, one of our guests, uh, was recently downloaded, so yeah. you guys can go on and listen Yeah, to that. go on and listen. You know, there's a few of them. That, and there's some really good ones. Alex Petter was a good one. I think today's going to be a great one. Oh, um, yeah. You know, I, I didn't introduce my my pedophile partner. I mean, my, oh, whoa, whoa. my, my <laughs> buddy, my buddy, and uh, my buddy, Lad Justice. Yeah, what happened? Lad, tell him. How are you feeling, man? Man, I'm feeling great today, you know, and uh, just like always, I like to do some (laughs) self-promoting. Got to do that. Do it right, will you? That's right. So look, um, on the 21st, uh, for uh, guys and girls listening here in the Portland area, we'll be down at Dante's. No, who's we? We, the Killer Granddaddies. That's right. The Killer Granddaddies. It's kind of an ominous name, but if you know it, connect it with Killer Bread. You're good, and it's then not on the, ominous. it's Do I get ominous. tickets to that? Do I get yes. the tickets? Yeah. I'm, coming, I'm coming here. You're good. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> then on the 22nd, I hope you make it, man. That'd be great. On the 22nd, it's DDA, dude, and that yeah, is, now that's dual diagnosis anonymous. That's and right. we always, you know, it's kind of like I'm duly diagnosed, if you will. I admit that I have uh, that I'm not all there sometimes, and uh, <laughs> therefore I. 
like to use drugs. I mean, that's that was how I treated my my until I started getting medication and I figured out who I really was and I, you know all these different things that changed my life. But dual diagnosis is is about that. It's uh, like Alcoholics Anonymous and, and all that. But you admit that you need help. You know, for that's your right. mental stability. So anyway, we're going to have a special guest on that day. Do you know who that guest is? Oh, that would be Trent Beaver. Trent Beaver's going to be with us. And then, for the first time on stage with us, the Killer Granddaddies, is Dave's own daughter, Jessica Benedim. She's going to come up and sing a special song. Benedom. Benedom. Yeah. Well, I always just call her Jess. Okay. For Pete's sake. But get her name right, dumbass. And then, the big one, on New Year's Eve, the Killer Granddaddies are going to be playing at the Governor's Ball with Patrick Lamb. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I'm going to come sharp. You got to be all sharp for that. Yeah, Yeah. you got to be sharp. I know you know how to dress. I know you know how to make that, that... Physique look good. Yeah, hey. so anyway, that's where we'll be. And it's going to be fun. Come down. I mean, these tickets are kind of expensive, but if you can afford it, it goes to good causes. Does it? I'm sure it does. Somebody we just paid. Somebody <laughs> just paid. <laughs> I'm not sure. Be a silent auction <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how this thing works, but uh, I'm pretty, I'm kind of proud to be playing. I'm almost kind of a little bit scared because, it's, I mean, it's scary. when people get that dressed up, they expect a really good performance. That's right. You can't you lose. It's too late. You ready to show up? That's matter. right. Suckers. It's too you late. Know, <laughs> you know, halfway through the show, Dave's just going to take his shirt off anyway, so. Not today, I'm not. No, no, no at the governor's ball. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> oh, I thought you about today. <laughs> yeah. Because usually he is topless. I've, you just can't yeah, tell. Well, <laughs> I usually am missing something up from up here here up, yeah. Hey, so, you know, anyway, I've had enough of you. No, I know. I get it. And I would like to get to the, the meat, the meat of the sandwich here. And um, let's talk about our guest. Our guest today is Mr. Isaiah Holt, finally, director of the nonprofit Powerfit Kids, which provides fitness training to adults of all levels and incorporates mental fitness as a part of the cognitive program. Pretty important stuff there. It is. They welcome youth from age 12 to 25, instilling core values and belief systems that will help them reach goals they once thought were unattainable. By visiting prisons and alternative schools to speak about our personal stories, we provide people hope, faith, and reasons to believe in themselves. Now, I took all this from the website. Mm -hmm. I paraphrase slightly. PowerFit's mission is to lower the recidivism rate, support families, and build strong communities by developing the young leaders of our next generation. It's pretty pretty good... uh, Pretty good purpose there. I'm telling you. Welcome to the Felony Podcast, Mr. Isaiah Holt. Thank you for having me, man. <sighs> yeah. Thank you. Guys. Hey. I, I want to say, <laughs> I want to say that this guy personifies fitness. I look at him, and uh, yeah, he he's. He's somebody. He's like something I aspire. Well, I don't want to be that quite that big. I mean, so big. I don't, I don't know. Off season, I'm, I'm not, cutter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he looks good. Yeah, he looks healthy and. Uh, yeah, he's, he's got a real tan, though. Well, you know, know what, Dave? Mm-hmm. You, you wouldn't want some guy showing up trying to promote this with a big gut. You know what I'm saying? No, no I wouldn't do it. No, that's no. just like going to the gym and get a trainer, and they don't look nothing like they go belong in the gym. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I don't you want see it. that. 
I'm like, well, how does this work? You know, I do see these really out of shape people teaching or training people. And right, gyms. that's I called CrossFit. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even go to gyms anymore because I uh, I like um, focusing on my workout, so I get to do it at home. I mean, if I go to a gym, boom, it's like talk, talk, talk. You know? Right. So anyway, um, we want to get started. Well, let's let's maybe begin with. Um, you know, what kind of childhood you had that got you sort of into trouble and all that kind of stuff. But just tell me, tell me what, how do you tell your story when you tell your story? Well, um, depending on the audience, but for the most part, starting off, um, born and raised in Portland, Oregon, uh, Emmanuel Hospital, and um, grew up in Northeast Portland. So not having a dad really around um, affected that uh, role model thing that I had going on at that time of adolescence. So um, I had a stepdaddy came in in, two, in like 98 or so, 99. My mom um, got married. Um, never was really with my dad too much. He was kind of back and forth. Um, so that kind of messed with me for a long time, um, even up to my until I was 21. And we'll kind of get into that a little later. But basically at 12 years old, um, I grew up on 13th and Shaver. So in that neighborhood back in that time in the early late 90s early 2000s a lot of gang violence a lot of violence going on even I, I though, totally remember it yeah man. even yeah. then it wasn't oh back if you kind of get into it California's people coming up from California a lot of Crips and Bloods started to come up this direction and um, a lot of drugs a lot of cocaine all that stuff coming in and crack in that area um, so those people who were probably at that time you know 30 years old or whatever um, they were around that was in the neighborhood so when I came home from school that's what I seen. So my mom was at work working a lot. And at that time, it was about protection. At that time, I wanted some type, some type of role model, someone I can look up to. And that was the streets. Um, how old were you then? I was 12 when I became a gang member. Okay. Um, and that was just something that, and, and it wasn't necessarily violent. It was mainly more of hustle. Teaching me how to hustle. I seen them with nice cars, jewelry, clothes. And that was kind of like my mindset without seeing it at my household and no structure there. I didn't really understand what it was. Um, for people ahead. who don't really know, what what was it that got that was able to? How did you join a gang? How how do you how do you? The initiation. Uh, it's not like you see on TV and fighting and stuff like that. It was mainly more of um, just friends. Your partners. You're just kicking it, hanging out, um, and then you start to realize certain other things happen um, within that friendship um, with that group of people that you have. Um, so not necessarily where it was a big. 30, 40 gang members like California. It wasn't none of that stuff like that. But you, but this this sort of getting in a gang like this, you have the choice of getting out yes. at some point? Okay. Yes. Um, and, and that situation, pretty much everything. And Oregon is not as um, aggressive, I would say, even like when you do your time. Um, Oregon isn't like right, a, sure. a hard time where you have to worry about going to the yard and getting stabbed. Things do happen, yes, but it's not like Correct. Florida or, or California where you have to worry about getting shanked every time you go to the yard yeah. or you have to get clicked up. It is segregated, but not as um, gang segregated, I guess you would right. say. So um, it's more. It is still segregated by race and things. Segregated by race That's for just sure. A natural and Oregon, sort of thing. I tell people, Oregon is mental time. Um, it's mentally will drain you, so you can pretty yes. much either go fucked and, and go bad as far as you're mentally if you can't talk to yourself and, and create some type of idea about who you want to be and what you want to come out with then you will die I agree, um, mentally and that's why I say mental I fitness and my peace right <laughs> you understand mm, it yeah. so it's like and then you're around people who um, have been around in that situation and, and been doing time for a long time so um, I feel like a lot of things which I feel in life is mental fitness um, mm. in your career in your relationships um, it's fortitude like, and you realize that uh, and you you just brought that forward 
as one of the things that you get back is that yes. that, that mental yes. freedom. Can you? Um, Okay, so this is great. Keep going with that. Where did, what let, what happened next, basically? So after that, so 12, 13, 14, adolescent, stealing cars, you know, running around with guns, selling drugs, uh, all that stuff kind of happened when I was in the high school as I dropped out. I went to Benson, so I was always sharp. Right. Uh, I went to Benson. I went to Grant. Uh, I had opportunity to actually go to Jesuit and Central Catholic on um, Fulbright scholarships for football, but I thought that um, this lifestyle took more importance than actually going to school because uh, I didn't see any, any benefit off of that. Like right. There was nobody in the neighborhood. Life's bad. That's that seen it. I write. Uh, and then I actually going to school for seven years. <laughs> so it's like, it's a little <laughs> different. <laughs> but uh, uh, different kind of school. Different type of school. And, and so it's crazy because um, Adama Kinsu, who's from here, I played sports with, and I've seen that around, but now he's making millions of dollars. And I just seen him, you know, a few months ago, and my cousins and people who were around who actually made it um, through that, he's that, about your, your that age? time. Yes, he's he was a year older than me, I believe. Yeah. And um, he went to Grant as well. And it was just something that you just never, I never took heed of like he got that, that, that mentor that wasn't there for me. I had football coaches and stuff, but I was more concerned of smoking weed and, right. and after practice, I'm just chilling, no weight room stuff. So I never really got involved in a structured uh, um, lifestyle for me to understand how important these little things will be later on in life. Mm-hmm. Um, 25 felt so far away. But, the, but I, I do see, one thing I do see is that you did get a decent education or you had, yeah. it seems mm-hmm. like you, you were fortunate enough mm-hmm. to be able to see, you know, to at least value education enough to where you, you uh, learned, mm-hmm. you learned your school studies. I and, did. Yeah, that's good. And I ended up, uh, 2005, I got my GD. And I realized at that time, I had a girlfriend at the time, and her dad, I was staying with them. I ran away at 15 years old, give or take, um, and never went back to the house, um, just basically because I thought I was a man. I thought I could handle this on my own. Um, My mom was in the church a lot, and her values and my values just didn't click at that time. And so um, 17, I believe 16, 17, my girlfriend at the time's dad was like, what do you see yourself at 25? And in my mind, I was like, I don't even, 25 cents so far off. I was like either still hustling or probably dead or in prison. Um, That's a long time when you're that age. A long time from now. Yeah. You're not thinking about that stuff. And, and at that time, not knowing a year later, um, that's exactly what happened. I went to prison. So uh, I've been shot uh, at that situation, that altercation that happened in 2006. Um, and that's what changed my life. So once that happened in 2006, I was 18 years old, only you for a few shot. months. I got Is shot it? in my back, crazy yeah. arm. And um, it was drug, downtown. Drug um, no, not even drug. Kind of, in a way, it was mainly more of gang stuff. Mm-hmm. So I actually became more into hustle stuff when I was 16, 17 years old. So I wasn't even in, the, in Portland. I was running around doing my thing. And um, I come back into town, and a friend was having a show at the Rose Line. So even to this day, I don't go to Rose Line anymore just because of that. But in that parking lot right behind the Rose Line is where everything happened. And uh, my friend was doing a show. Um, I, at that time, I was always carrying a weapon. Things happened between some uh, gang members in uh, in our neighborhood and another neighborhood, and a fight kind of broke out, and my best friend uh, at the time um, got jumped. Mm-hmm. And so just my nature is only, it's only two things are going to happen if it's in you. You're either going to flight and you're going to run away mm-hmm. or you're going to do what you do. Mm-hmm. And at that time in my life, um, I didn't, I, there wasn't even a thought. It was expected. It was like who you were. It just it's in you and, yeah. and, and I'm appreciative of that because this is why I give back now. It's in me. I can't I don't have it in me to not do it. Yeah, um, the I main totally thing is you. you just worry about what I what I learn and what I tell kids and youth is it's who you do it for now. Because you can't change if that's who you are, but you can change who you do it for. Your heart just it's it's like your heart is like a sim- oversimplification of it, but 
you can't help it. You, you know, can't help it's it. It's who you are. Right. At this point. And and so um, that happened uh, pretty much. I go to uh, the hospital from there. And from there, I end up going to jail. Uh, and they pretty much told me, yep, you are in this situation. And this is kind of where you're looking at. Didn't have no money for an attorney um, to pay for anything and pretty much took a plea deal for uh, Measure 11. So five years, wow. 10 months, and then 20 months good time after Either that. Either that or getting stacked or what? What you looking, Oh, my goodness. If you hadn't taken the deal. Oh, my with. goodness. Uh, so I, get, I go to a release hearing or, or a settlement conference hearing, whatever they call it, and they were like 200-something months mm. if you don't take this deal. And I'm like 200 something months. I, I wasn't even alive that long. I don't even That's know what that means. That's a crazy amount of months. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this Just is consecutive. Because this is, um, my first few charges were uh, attempted murder, and then assault one with a firearm, and then unlawful use of a firearm. Um, so all that got brought on me, not really understanding what that means, but pretty much you get And it was an open months. and shut case, right? I mean, there was no, oh. you, didn't, you couldn't fight it. No. Evidential, um, evidence Evidentially wise. wise, I actually got it down because uh, once thing, thank God, I was always sharp. And I went to law library, started beating up the law library and actually getting my assault one to an assault two with the firearm because of looking at the evidence and looking at how things played out. And if I had an attorney, I put a bought it with self-defense. Mm. Um, Oregon has a weird self-defense thing, but it could have got away with it if you had $50,000, you know, whatever to pay for an yes. attorney. Um, just because of the way how things kind of went. Um, at that time, didn't know any better. Um, my mom was in a situation where it was like, this is kind of on you. Didn't have any help. No, there was no financial help. And that's kind of where the gang thing kind of fell off right there, was realizing that. Um, they weren't They weren't backing you. Oh, yeah. There was nobody. Yeah, there yeah. was nobody. Nobody it. looked at my mom. Nobody helped. Nobody gave my mom oh, flowers. Man. Nobody did nothing. So yeah, that, that and hurt. You, and you, it was all because of this gang mentality that you did what you did. Um, and you were back in the gang. And then the folks, the guys in the gang. And then they didn't do it. They didn't do turn. nothing. Didn't that, help out. Yeah. Didn't put so a couple that, dollars on my books. Didn't give me no money on the books. Nothing. Yeah. So um, that that kind of opened up my eyes. Um, and actually, the guy I um, helped out in that situation ended up fucking on my girl at the time. And this mm. and that. So what, like it hurt. Yeah. It was it was all around. Like really? <laughs> like really? <laughs> That's hurting. This stuff hurts, man. Hurts. I'm telling you. I've been so, there. Cried hella days, hella nights, all that shit. Um, and then, I, and then I woke up after I uh, actually took the deal, get upstate. I'm at Coffee Creek, and then I end up going into Two Rivers uh, Correctional Institution. That's where I first started off the set. Glad did a little bit there. Um, yeah, so I was 19, and this was 2007. Now um, I just turned 19 uh, upstate, and my first set they was in for like 17 years, and I was like, this, this doesn't really fit right with me. Um, I don't, I don't feel comfortable here. This isn't me. I don't, I don't want to create comfort in this space. Um, I don't want to be institutionalized, and this isn't going to be a crappy yard situation too. Right? Terrible. Well, yeah. you don't see anything. Yeah. At that time, you don't know any better. When you go inside that institution, pretty much after you get to your cell block, you're pretty much there for the remainder of your time, unless you go to the hole and then go back or whatever. But um, as far as the yard, yeah, that's all you see is up. That's all you see is a sky. Yeah, um, weight piles sucks. At that time, I wasn't in a training, um, but I had to figure out how to create structure. And I actually seen a guy um, I'm good friends with still to now. Um, I ended up getting a lot of relationships with people who got life. A lot of people had a lot of time to do. Um, I, that's why I get a lot of humility from and a lot of appreciation of life is because these guys don't have action anymore. And they figured it out. They, they are, are doing good time. They're going to doing time. great. Yeah, they're, they're, well, they're they got life sentences. Well, I mean, but some guys... Do some, not all guys, not all people um, figure it out. Right. You know? <laughs> right. So I'm thinking you must have met up with the, you got like with the right people. I got with the right crew. Mm. Um, what, what happens is um, after at Two Rivers, you have like an intake 
unit for a little bit, um, and I happened to get an opportunity. There was a board, a bulletin board on the wall, and it said, uh, sign up to become an apprentice, to become an electrician. I'm like, hell yeah, I got nothing else to do, because in my mind, I thought, I have to be the best Isaiah when I come back. Yeah. Uh, and, and he gave me a shot. Um, I was the only black guy in the electrician program for years, and he gave me a shot. It was old, um, uh, Mr. O'Bannon's his name, and he gave me a shout out, and he told me, Isaiah, I'll teach you a trade for a trade. I'll teach you how to become an electrician if you trade in on the bullshit you learned. I'm like, why not? Um, I ended up kind of fucking it off because I had to... It was hard trying to live this lifestyle that he was trying to, to mold me into when yet my home is still prison. So I had to change my clothes. I had to cut my hair off. I had to sh- shave my beard. So everything was about perception with him. He was about attention to detail. Um, one of his things he said all the time was pay attention to every second of every minute of every hour of every day. This, this is this is staff. This is staff. And this guy is mentoring you. Mentoring me. The That's first mentor cool. I've actually had in my life. So I, 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 like I even call him dad. I even call him like pops. He calls me his second son. Um, his son's birthday I think is like a week before mine. And I think he might have been a year older, so he kind of. There's got a lot it. to be said for that. I mean, that that's you don't often hear that. I, I no, I didn't have that. No. So well, you know, Dan Billenberg, you know. <laughs> oh, he is he, one he, of those guys. He's one of those guys. You know, and yeah. I was talking to Isaiah before we came in here, and he was telling me that that you know, and now that we know that your father was absent, mm-hmm. you know, isn't it crazy that you found the mentorship that you needed to change your life while you were in prison? While in prison, it's, it was all meant to be. But he, but somebody saw the guy saw something in he you. He saw a lot. He said, yeah. uh, he told me even to this day, he's like Isaiah, you you shine so bright, you don't even know. Mm-hmm. You don't even know when you walk into a room how people just look at you and just the way you present yourself, and that's why you always try to say you have to be sharp. Even though you're just like a skinny little runt, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. You still just I still make masses, right? I still hold masses. Just for those who, <laughs> just for visual folks, he's, he's not. <laughs> Dave, Dave does that. Dave shine when he when he comes into a room because he's wearing Christmas lights all the time. Battery pack. Yeah, that's pretty, nice. Solar power is nice solar now. Nice he got try. the big bucks. He got it. <laughs> but, you know, it's that time of year. Right. right? Um, <laughs> but that's kind of how it started uh, in, in that program. He fired me um, because I wasn't staying up to um, his liking of what he wanted for the apprenticeship program. Um, study hall was mandatory. I didn't end up showing up to man, uh, to the study hall um, all the time when I needed to. And then when I came out to the unit, I had saggier clothes. And so people would report back to him because he's been in that institution for a long enough time where he's like, I want to keep details on my guys because this is so important for me. If I pour this into you, I want to make sure it's reciprocated. Yeah, you were keeping a foot in the in the other line. I didn't understand. I'm 19 years old. Yeah. So um, fire me. I ended up getting the job back a little later on. And um, from then, it was just greatness. And uh, I ended up leading the shop, being the head electrician in the shop, um, tested out. Uh, everything went well. And I stayed in prison longer to actually get my license because I knew there was an opportunity to um, not get it when I came home. So, so um, you you could have been an electrician when you got out, which is a damn good job. Right. Yeah. Oh, I still am. Oh, you are? Yeah, I still am. You I got to go to work from here. Yeah, I gotta, oh. <laughs> yeah I'm the lead electrician with a company okay, right now. Okay, this is interesting. So. I, I want to point out that, and you probably know this about me, maybe you're not. A trade changed my life, mm-hmm. and it was drafting. drafting but it could have been electric. It could have been anything. Mm-hmm. I, but it, I, that's why I support, and I'd like to talk to you later about uh, constructing hope. Okay. And let's talk about that later. Okay. But uh, because they help people like us mm-hmm. become uh, become tradesmen, and so anyway, go on from there. That's that's very interesting. So so um, that's so at, at that time it was 2012, um, and. Uh, 
some things that people don't know about that side of that, that that sentence as far as why I had to stay in longer. There was a little cahoots between bosses at that time, staff, and the program ended up getting shut down for a moment. And that during that moment of time, um, we couldn't collect any more hours. So in order to be an electrician, you have to have enough hands-on hours, 8,000. And then your schooling academics was like 650 or 700 hours of actual um, academics. And since that program shut down, we didn't collect through that time. It was about six months or so of um, no hours, but we still had to go to work. Um, pissed off. So I'm pissed off. My boss ended up leaving, um, who started the program, to another institution. Um, had me shipped over there. They wouldn't let him be my um, training agent, pretty much, because you have to be a training agent in order to uh, have a, an apprentice underneath you. <clears throat> so go to Shutter Creek. Shutter Creek for a little bit. That was great. Um, dumbbells, understanding how to, like, okay, I'm starting to get down on my set because two rivers is max. So being able to go minimum was important to me because I'm like, I, I, I can see the end of the road. It's finally coming. Um, that didn't work out well. Mm-hmm. I get shipped to OSP. He wanted me to go out to like Snake or somewhere else, did, and I'm like, why didn't it go well? You, you got, just didn't that. Didn't. Well, we couldn't get my hours, and uh-huh. he's like, well, you can't stay here anymore mm-hmm. because you're just gonna lose all everything you got. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, I gotta go. Um, I end up getting shipped to OSP. I get a hold there because I've talked to him. I'm like, I, I don't want to go back. To, I don't want to go to Eastern Oregon. I'm not going to Ontario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So um, he was kind of pissed off at me for a while, and I actually talked to some of the supervisors at OSP, and they let me stay. Now, mind you. I'm black as all it can be, and everybody who supported me um, w- had n- we had nothing really in common besides electrical work, right. and that's what I love the best about it. Is you, that you got to know a lot of white people, a lot of white people, yeah. um, but they were they were down with what I was trying to do and who I was trying to be to where I was accepted. It was still weird racial jokes because a lot of people don't know how to talk. You know, a lot mm. of people have a weird introduction about things and and that's cool, but I felt like I actually left a stamp on them more than they did on me because I'm like if you close your eyes you would never know I'm black. Right. No, no. So I mean, what? you're just you're just a guy. Just just a guy. But you, <laughs> close your eyes, Dave. <laughs> I like to. You would never know. I, I personally like to see people just equally, and uh, but you can't say that you can't look, you know be colorblind. There's no to right. say because you because you're you got color. You, you know, I see you. It, to me, it's an attribute. It, uh-huh. it could be a, like black women are so so beautiful. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. They, they get, but but they're black women and they are beautiful their way. Exactly. So it's okay, you know, mm-hmm. to see the color, but. It, not to but it's different it's, it's, it's different because and, and, and that's where uh, I start to understand a lot of things in life and that's why this system and this place is crazy because of the institutional lives thinking they got grown up with with those mm. with those uh, um, ideals and whatever they created from their parents and their grandparents about things where it's like this dude had a thick ass mustache he came from Eastern Oregon but and his dad was militant but he still gave me a shot he still gave me a shot. He's like, you know what? I don't have to have all white people in here or only help my people or whatever. He was like, if you're a good guy and you're a great guy. Well, he did Did he have that kind of an attitude of like, uh, was it like that or like my people? And no, no, people? that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. But he could have because his dad was militant like that. And he yeah. had that. And his dad wasn't necessarily, I wouldn't say racist, but at the same time. Just the old fashioned. Just old fashioned. Thing. Just yeah. old fashioned. And, and that's what, what sucks along with nowadays where it's like, when is that opportunity ever going to change where we're going to actually say, hey, you know what? You put on shoes the same way I put on shoes. You got to piss the same it's way I piss. It's making progress. It's getting there. Yeah. Um, still a ways off. But, <laughs> but, still, yeah. but um, 
but moving forward though, give me that shot. Uh, I get to to OSP and I get a hold there and then finished up my stuff, my program there. Um, and I got the opportunity to get released early in 2012. I think it was September or so, and I had to say no to AIP program. AIP is mm-hmm. alter alternative incarceration program yeah. boot camp. Um, and I had to say no because I didn't have my license yet. I said no to that. Ended up testing out. I got a 95 on my test. That was one thing I wanted to have the most. 95 of out of 100? 95 out of, it's 95%. It was oh, 52 90%. questions. I missed like five. I missed like five. And I wanted to make sure that uh, I got the highest grade I can. Um, I studied my ass off. I wanted to make sure um, that I set goals for myself. Um, at that time, OSP has a lot of programs. So I got into Toastmasters. Uh, I started doing this inside out classes just to kind of, Reintegrate with just normal people because these kids are coming in from college. So I wanted to make sure I can get out of that. And then Toastmaster became a competent communicator. uh, And that was huge for me was making sure, um, number one, was physically, um, spiritually, and then mentally I was prepared for reentry because there's not a lot of programs that will actually give you those accountability things. They're just going to like, there's Pathfinders, there's a couple other programs. And um, I actually got into Volunteers of American. Let me ask you, you made the most of anything you got into though, right? Yes. Yes. You may look at something. A lot of guys look at these things like, oh man, I got to do this. And they don't, they don't max it out. I mean, Mm. that, but you didn't do that. Mm -mm. No, because I knew at the end of the day, uh, 21. So going, kind of going back a little bit, 21 was the hardest year of my life. Um, I actually rode my dad. And I, I told him, you know, um, it's all good. Like, the reason, whatever reasons why you're going to learn something. It's all good. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and uh, I want to move forward because I kind of want to know why I am who I am. How did I get this drive? How did I get these ambitions? What, how, do, how do I love cars so much and you love cars so much, but yet we don't ever clash together with this? Like, right. uh, and he mm. never wrote me back. Uh, and that was the hardest time because I didn't understand, like, why don't you want to talk to me? Like, I didn't ask to be here. I was just here. Um, and then I got accountability towards that, and that's what kind of helped push me forward with saying, you know what, that kind of lit more of a fire for me and said, hey, it's over. There won't be any moms. There won't be any dads. There won't be any other support system. It's just you. So how are you going to make that happen? I paid for my own schooling the whole time when I was inside. Mm-hmm. And people helped here and there, um, but it wasn't like it was like I had a backing. So it gave me a lot of understanding how to financially plan my money I out. think that's amazing, though. Um, you, you, you didn't get a sense of entitlement. You just None of that. busted. You just b- took care of yourself. It was a get her done mentality. Yeah. It's like it, you got to get her done, or else I'm going to die, or else I will. That teaches you the, what you need to know. Right, it really does. To to be good in life, to have a great life. Right. Uh, so, since we man, that that's a great story. <laughs> now I want to make sure that you you segue to um, what you're doing now. So we got okay. let's let's get let's move let's it move to into that. that. Yeah. Go ahead. Want to do commercial? I was wondering, are you going to run a commercial? I'm hit it. Yeah. <laughs> and then we can pick up where we left off. CPA uh, dudes, where accounting is never boring. Their price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com slash startup radio. Tell them Dave and Lad sent you, and we'll send you a very special surprise. Seriously, we will. Whatever. Support for today's episode comes from our friends at Ruby Receptionist. At Ruby, they've mastered the art of turning rings into relationships. 
Their team of remote receptionists answer all of your calls live as if they're right there in your office. And with Ruby's mobile app, you easily control just how they screen, transfer, and take your messages. Start setting your business apart today. Visit callruby.com slash startup radio to sign up or better yet, call them at 833-861-8100 and use promo code STARTUPRUBY. Tell them Dave and Lad sent you and you get a $150 credit. Hey, so we're back to our Q&A segment. Dude. What? You remember meeting those guys from the CPA? Yeah. CPA dudes? I like those guys. Oh, man. Those guys are great Both people, of them. Man. But, oh. you know, especially, uh, uh, God, what's his name? The guy that's as tall, he's, he's as tall laying down as he is standing up. I love that dude. <laughs> that dude is so cool. <laughs> I'm is. serious. Yeah, he's way cool. <clears throat> I hope he doesn't mind that. And, hey, that. you know, those Ruby, if you call him an actual receptionist, can talk to you? Uh, if you're not doing anything late at night, you're kind of bored. Yeah. Give her a call. Call her <laughs> for some fun. Okay. For good time, call Ruby. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. Back to back to our good friend, um, our great guest. I should say our big guest, Mr. Isaiah Holt. Um, I'm looking at a guy who's about 6'2". Six, Six. Six foot, Six foot. Uh, two thirty-five, two. Yeah, yeah but yeah. all solid, yeah. solid. So anyway, now we want to get to how we got to the point where, um, God, he, he he started valuing not only mental freedom but physical, um, the physical you know building of your life, and uh, started the the business he does now. So. Uh, I realized I started after coming home and, and reintegrating back into society. Um, I kept getting a lot of um, offers from actually the start that was um, the the priest awards. So I was in Volunteers of America for a few years, or actually just for six months. I started actually inside a prison, and they kind of help you with like reentry portions. And I told them straight up like. I don't really need your help. And they were like, well, we can give you a gym membership. I'm like, hell yeah, I'll sign yeah. up for this. So okay. they gave me free LA Fitness, and so I was down for that. Right. Um, I got a mentor. His name is Freddie McGee, good guy. Uh, and then we kind of started working together. And we got up my first day home, um, kind of had a chill day. The second day, I was back at the gym at 5 o'clock in the morning. Um, and I've been in there ever since. And that was, that's kind of like, for me, my therapy and my sanctuary to kind of be able to kind of get myself out the way. And then I have uh, ability to pour back in and or receive from whoever else I am learning from. So... Uh, the Priest Awards comes around, and um, some professors already heard my talks from school, from Inside Out. And um, they asked me to do a talk at the, the Priest Awards, and I'm like, sure, why not? And someone in that stand um, heard me do that talk, and then that's how I kind of got the TED Talk from there. I was like, man, you got to have this guy do a TED Talk. Um, I get caught up from um, Mr. Dave Ray. Where can we see your TED Talk? Um, you can go to TED, uh, TED put Isaiah Holt, um, Isaiah, TEDx Portland. That's yep. all you need. That's right? all you need is Isaiah oh, Holt, TEDx Portland. I didn't get a chance to see that. Okay, I will. Um, and it's cool. It's just 10 minutes of your time. Um, it was a pretty, uh, it's a pretty dope time uh, in my life to where uh, I kind of felt at peace with. How old uh, is the TED Talk? Now it was 2014, so we're now we're going on four years. Now, and this happened, the TED Talk hoping, uh, happened six months or so out of getting out of jail. So it wasn't that long mm-hmm. um, till I well, got on stage. It's a great way to see your progress. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. it, it was, things happen so fast. So I never had a chance to really figure out um, what's going on because, I mean, the license, I got a job fast, um, working for a steel mill down and uh, off Swan Island. And as an electrician. I, as an electrician, mm-hmm. uh, maintenance, maintenance electrician there. And then from there, I got opportunity with uh, my company 
company that I'm working at now, um, and he's a super cool guy, Kaleo Electric. Shout out to them. Um, we're a lead electrician. I am the lead electrician. Um, we do great jobs, commercial, residential. That's where you, that's where you work now. That's where I work now. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So he's pissed off sometimes. Like even now, he's like, Isaiah, come on. Why? I'm, I got to do a talk with Dave Dollar. How do you say no to Dave's killer brother? How do you say no? <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Oh, so let's make sure that we get his. That everybody hears that again. Say it again. Right. Look, how can you say no? To no, Dave's no. I mean, oh, I mean, what? What, the name of the place. Kaleo Electric. Kaleo. Kaleo. K A L E O Electric. Um, we do great jobs from commercial, residential, um, any type of um, services you need. Grow operations. We work on a lot of that stuff with the cannabis yeah, operations. Yeah, but you so. guys are. Yeah, you know what? Electricians are never available when I need one. <laughs> are you, are you, 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 guys? you can get my personal cell. I got you. Yes. Don't worry. About it. Yes. <laughs> I got you. I, I got will you. I, I will you. use you. Uh, so. He can probably fix your gym equipment too. I can fix gym equipment. Oh my yeah, god, yeah. he can do anything. Though. I can do a lot, man. Yeah. Uh, so. From there, uh, I started thinking about how can I give back. Uh, after doing, after kind of those talks started happening, a lot of uh, schools and people I've known asked me, "Hey, can you come back and do talks at schools?" Um, I've been to U of O and did a couple talks there. Alternative high schools, middle schools. I actually got a text from uh, one of my friends yesterday, and she wants me to do a talk next week, uh, Wednesday. So um, it's been a, it's been a battle to try to create this career with uh, the electrical and make sure that lasts, and then along with. Um, giving back um, I don't know how long I'll be here for and I don't feel um, electrician thing I, like I'm not trying to make a whole bunch of money and do all this stuff probably but longer yet. than me <laughs> so, <laughs> but I want to I want to leave a legacy I want to leave something back um, that I actually felt I was here for a purpose for uh, and that's kind of why the, the nonprofit started is because I started thinking like how can I um, have funds available for youth to be able to do that I didn't have our opportunity to do um, mm-hmm. to speak with guys like yourself and to speak with guys even you lad just to, to, to share your story and to share what you've been even through you. and your struggles, even, me. even you, <laughs> everybody, man, even you. I can't leave you. I can't leave you. Because <laughs> someone you can learn from anybody, and I, and I feel Absolutely. like what we want to do with our program is have that that physical fitness. I believe is important. I, every time I do a talk, um, people stand up. I have people squat, and people are, are you serious? I'm like hell yeah, you gonna squat. Because this is going to get you flowing. It's going to get your body moving. But if we I'll think about those things, right? <laughs> even those things as a, as a teenager, as a youth, um, how to build your confidence. Um, because you have your, your uh, academic side that can build your confidence, but then you still have this physical being. Uh, and when you can do a pull-up and you can do a squat and a push-up or a plank, that can help um, build your confidence in anything you do in your life. So I feel like those go hand-in-hand. Hand, what about important. the folks who can't? Who, who, you know, can't do that. You know, yet, um, yet right? Yeah. Well, you have to start somewhere. So you um, allow, but but how do they feel? I mean, how do you make them feel okay? Uh, well, we don't start what, with pull-ups first. We don't start. Oh, <laughs> we don't start. We don't start I that. Grass. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, we start with the basics. I, I do a lot of functional training. Functional training is your body. It's Lord willing, you have um, everything that's movable, and you do have your uh, all your parts and, and limbs that can move. Um, we start with squats. We start with push-ups. We start with planks. Okay. Um, there is alternatives to everything: um, planks on your knees, push-ups on your knees, um, wall squats, or a half squat on a basu ball. Um, so there is things that we can kind of start with, uh, and then from there we gradually get better um, and then after we do our time with the training we actually sit down and have the mental fitness piece which is actually just talking with the youth and saying hey what's what's your struggles because if you don't have that at home and, and your parents don't have the time to talk to you at home because all they see is your report card and you're late all the time I told you kids well why are you late oh man because well, you know class is way over here and I have to get the books and this is not just talk with them uh, if I had a, you know someone that was actually just sitting down listening to me like why why are you carrying weed to school like, mm-hmm. why are you not just saying you're in trouble, you're in punished, you're just getting punished. And every yeah. time you just punish, punish, like, I feel like I've been in prison since I was 12, 13 you're doing years old. With them. Right. And, yeah. and just opening up that dialogue. And I feel like that's an important yeah. piece to, to 
speak with the youth about it, saying, hey, how can I help you understand how things can happen later on in life, like the, the challenges you will face, um, not along with the system, and if you end up getting in trouble, how that's going to affect you for a good portion of your life. So. And you are such a, I think, apparently, I would say you're a great role model, and they look it up to you. Right. So you can really mentor them. I want to um, ask you some technical questions, kind of over my head, but I'll try. Uh, one is, um, how, do you, how are you funded? Let's try let's, mm -hmm. let's, to how you're funded and how do you get uh, how do you say recruit uh, your your, victim, your right. victims? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, honestly, it's been uh, thank God for the electrical trade. It's been a lot on me. Um, so we're working on trying to build some stuff. But I had a couple of friends, a couple of my clients kind of help donate. So a lot of times I'll give training for that to donate to it, to the nonprofit. Um, but majority of the time is literally me busting my ass and then I'll put money into it. Um, for me going to gas, like even when I take off time for work, like I don't get paid for that. So I actually go there and do my talk and do my thing, but I'm losing actual my work hours. So um, for me, it's trying to build that up right now is we're trying to do a fundraiser coming up. We've had a couple small fundraisers. I'd I like to be at that. Right on. Uh, yeah. um, we do a, a vegan fundraiser. We did that last year, and that went really well. And I got a friend who just did a restaurant, and I did his electrical work because— you know, he's like, hey, man, I'll help you out you know, this way. And it's kind of like my thing where um, a lot of times when I help out people, I'm like, hey, I don't really want it for me. Just help out the kids mm -hmm. because it's not important for me. I know how to make mine happen. But them, I didn't want them to be able to we buy them socks, um, shoes. There's some kids that are inside right now at McLaren, and um, we give them gift bags. You know? Well, uh, you know, someday if if it's successful enough, I would think that you would take a salary. Cause it would, at what, some point, it would be nice. Because eventually <laughs> be nice. you might be full-time doing this. Right. You know? And so, you know, reality-wise, as, as much as we want to be generous and helpful, we still need to make our living, too. Right. So, um, what did, did you have a question? I do. Um, so, I'm kind of curious, you know, obviously you, you go into places and you use that facility as your workout or whatever. Mm -hmm. Is there other places, is there places in Portland that allow you to bring these people in and, and do, do yeah, stuff Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's been a gym, um, Ironside, I've, I've uh, contracted out of two places um, with training, and that's Ironside and Strength Farm, and um, we actually bring the kids in and have training there. Um, and they've been great people to actually work with, and our friends actually well, who started their own business. Kudos so. to them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's cool. So and, you know, when you're when you're doing good stuff and you got great spirit, and you know, you're you're building something. There are people. There's always going to be people that are willing. They want to jump on. Right. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. it's just like you, Dave. How, yeah. You know, he like he says, "How can I say no to Dave Dahl?" Well, I mean, he walks in there. How are these people going to say <laughs> yeah. no to him? Oh no. Know? I mean, no, it's, he's, it's great. He's, uh, well, it's for the kids. It's like if you say no, it's like you're saying no to future. Yeah. And, and that's. Well, when they first look at you, they might go, "Well, it's probably some." Uh, uh, you know, and some people might say, "Well, this is some empty-headed athlete that um, you know right. <laughs> he doesn't care about nothing but this." You know, mm -hmm. but as soon as they talk to you a little bit, they know that you have spirit and you're mm -hmm. about something and you've been something somewhere. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm just, well, just I talking I, to him right now. We yeah, figured well, that we out. know that. I took that. I knew that pretty quickly. <laughs> well, <laughs> I actually knew that before we even got on in here because I yeah. I looked him up a little bit and and we talked a little bit and he said, yeah, yeah just ask me anything, whatever. Yeah, so yeah, I'm open. It's all good. Yeah, we've had some guests on here. I'm telling you, it's like <laughs> well, most of our guests rip, have been rip good. a phone book and have to get a question yeah. answered by him. <laughs> well, most of our best guests have been good. Lad's usually the one that's not good. So that's true. Uh, but I can rip a phone. Book. Yes. See, I knew that was coming. <laughs> he has to turn everything into what he can do. Um, he showed me a gym quick, too. It was nice. He got a nice gym set up. Yeah, yeah. Your old my, to get a my old equipment. Yeah. Right so his on. old equipment. He's got my, he lives in 
my my house, my old house. I do. Okay. You know, it, yeah, I, it's, we don't even it's kind of a nice little player life, man. You're yeah. good, man. It's kind of a nice little. Yeah, you should. You're, you'd be welcome. Uh, so bring your bring your girl, whatever. Yes. Yeah, sober uh, sober living. You know, know. everybody there's. Uh, yeah. Sober. It's great. It's a great place. So very um, fortunate. Very fortunate. Go back to uh, business here. Um, I would like to know how you you can't handle. You, I mean, if there there's a lot of people who need the service, right? Mm -hmm. How how do you how do you choose who gets in there? Um, well, right now a lot of stuff is coming from counselors uh, from institutions. So right now we have five kids. Um, those five kids, uh, one of them just got released a couple of months ago. So I got to go up and see him in Salem. Um, and then the rest are actually, two of them are on the beginning portions of their set. Uh, and then one of them's already in East Oregon coming home. He still has like eight years left. Um, so basically starting from there and a lot of just hearsay and just calling me up. So, But people, you haven't been overwhelmed with your with the number of people no 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 because we're still on the launching stage actually we're going to have a trying to get a camp set up this summer um 20 kids are going to be our cap uh mm -hmm. just to kind of get things started and see how it builds from there uh, because i want to actually focus on them and figure out how can we continue on having this relationship throughout years because mm -hmm. i feel like that's important too is having someone a mentor that you know that can that actually be here um and not fake so going into hillcrest and going into mclaren a lot um, they right. see a lot of kids or a lot of adults actually come in and it's only a one-time thing or they get paid or this is not and I was, I'm like yo dude so anytime they're talking I'm like what the fuck like I'm taking a day off of work and I'm taking time off away from my kids yeah. to come talk to you about my life and how things are going on and That's how to meaningful. help you and you're not paying attention so mm -hmm. it's like when I actually go in there and pour into them like they feel it and I go back and I go back and now it's like it's a relationship now so when you can hear like oh man Isaiah's coming in everybody comes out you know so it's been a real blessing to be able to come from where I came from and then to to level up to a place now where it's like, hey, I'm still I'm still the same guy. I'm not gonna get out and then I forget about what I just came from. Like that's that's not that's not yeah. cool. So, well, you know, on that on that note, um, I'm sure that your your mom's pretty proud of you. Yeah, she is. Yeah, right. yeah. We have a great relationship. We just had a, How about your dad? a daughter. Um, I don't talk to him. No. Um, so it's it's been he's a different still, relationship. He's like still alive or something. Um, he's still alive. He's still around um, doing his thing. But we just we we just never made it happen. My step pops are super you. cool, um, and I love him for that. And and it was something that I had to realize that um, it's going to be okay and without this dude. So I need to ask you something before Lad reads this. Uh, does this commercial? I just want to ask you. Maybe you can just think about it. But um, before we, my boy's doing this, uh, what is your volunteer um, policy? Uh, think about it. Like, do you look for volunteers? And don't answer me yet. Mm -hmm. uh, volunteers? Do you do you uh, recruit volunteers? I mean, how? I mean, just wonder how that goes. You can't do it all by yourself. No. Can you? No. Um, just hold on. A second. Okay. Just think about that. So today's episode of Felony Inc. Podcast is brought to you by Publicize, a deconstructed PR subscription service which generates effective visibility for your business. Publicize handles all communications with the media and any content required to do this, which, ouch, Dave just kicked me right in the old smocker. Press releases, editorial pitches, etc. These guys are going to be on you, Dave, from ruining this. And they offer a wide range of PR products and abilities out of which you can construct the PR package right for your future of your business. And your business is not to be kicking me into gonads while we're on. Who the said? You know, who said you were <laughs> telling me what to do? It's my show. Uh, so Isaiah, what did? What are you thinking about that? I there's got to. You want to have people involved. Mm -hmm. uh, 
how do you want people involved? Um, funding is super dope. Um, the next thing is actually the story. Um, I want I want the people who we recruit and the volunteer um, to be able to share their story, and that's kind of like what a process it doesn't have to be prison. Um, that's one thing I, I'm really really open mm-hmm. about is that if you don't have to have that background to be involved with Power for Kids, um, you can be someone who has their own business, um, whether it be an attorney, whether it be um, a uh, somebody who owns a gym, someone who's up and starting doing something on their own. But I want to give them a variety. Um, like our goal is to try to get them even with the trades. I feel like that's huge too. So mm-hmm. If we can get them involved in some hands-on trade schools to where they can understand that they don't have to go to college because right now it's like structured and it's either you're going to go to prison or you're trying to make it to college and then you have this huge debt and now you're going to pay off this debt for the next 20, 30 years. This is a very holistic sounding program. You know, mm-hmm. you know, when you first look at it, you go, oh, it's all about exercise, physical exercise, but it's that's probably like the cornerstone. And it's small, right, because yeah. it's, 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 it's just movement and with mm-hmm. that, and I like to do business. I tell people I want to do business at the gym and because it's movement within a movement. Um, physical fitness is something that you have to have it, it can be yoga it can be whatever I do a lot of yoga myself but it's a mind and body connection because I feel like that's true how can you be super successful without your health right. what's the point so you can have a lot of money but you can't do nothing with it you can't do anything to even enjoy it to go hiking because well, it might your keep health you, might keep you alive and bedridden for 20 years right <laughs> right so, Dave, why don't you uh, give Isaiah the opportunity to go ahead and promote anything? We've got to end the show here. It looks, like we so gotta, looks like we got to do it, but it. you don't really need me to say it now because Lad just did. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say something quick, too. I met your artist uh, at Which a one? podcast, uh, Ryan. Ryan, I was Ryan. Yeah, so he said uh, <laughs> that he was in the process of drawing up um, your... Uh, artwork and your arms are too small. That's right. <laughs> oh, what it was is I said, I said, you know, look, dude, I'm paying you fifty dollars right. here. Uh, that's about all I had to pay. Man, uh-huh. I think I paid him a little more than that, but yeah. I'm paying you the big bucks. <laughs> right. Make my arms big. Right. And you noticed that he made them pretty big. He did make them pretty. Made them look more like yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got it in there. It's all good, man. So anyway, let's talk a little bit about because uh, we're running out of time. Damn it. We're just getting started, but we're running out of time. I want to make sure you get every plug and every important thing you want to say in as as quickly as you can. Uh, I just want to say I appreciate you uh, for having me on air in the podcast. Um, This one thing I feel like is great to be able to get out here and talk and do my thing. Um, Power Fit Kids, man, we're up and running, um, working on trying to... Uh, PowerFitKids.org? PowerFitKids.org. You can check us out there. Um, Just like it sounds. Send an email, just like it sounds, P-O-W-E-R. F-I-T-K-I-D-S dot org and understanding the power is for um, the mind and uh, creating that within your knowledge of who you are and who you want to be and then the fit of course is the fitness kids is because we're always kids and that's kind of where I came up with the power for kids um, Kaleo Electric just where I work just where I grind at um, if you need some any type of electrical work we can I'm, handle it you expect a call yeah KaleoElectric.com you'll see me on there on the website working hard with that um, and then training please holler at me too my uh, Instagram is iHoltFit, I-H-O-L-T-F-I-T. Oh, you're a personal trainer. I'm a personal trainer as well. So I get up early in the morning, uh, and I train people early in the morning, Jesus, six days a week. Or... No, I take cat naps. <laughs> did a lot of sleep when I was in prison, so I'm yeah. saving. <laughs> so, so I'm up now. You're caught up. Yeah, I caught up. I'm caught up on my sleep. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really where it's at. So um, we're but, trying to do our best. Um, so is there one place that people can go and kind of see all this? 
Is there? Because if, if there isn't, there should be. Instagram, so. oh Instagram, and then uh, the I Hope Fit, and then my my uh, Facebook Isaiah Lee. Um, you can see all those things there. Um, Power Fit Kids is on uh, Facebook as well. You can see all those things. And when we do uh, free events, we'll start it back up again here in the spring. We do free workouts in the park at Irving Park. Um, so I encourage everyone to come to that. We'll be posting more about that here shortly. Um, and that's that's where I'm all at. And other than that, you'll see me um, driving around in my van. Um, working my ass off early in the morning. Windowless van like Lads? <laughs> no. Lads got a windowless no, van. <laughs> and I got a string with a piece of candy yeah. dragging, yeah. dragging down the road. <laughs> okay, it's not a windowless van. But wow. if it is, that's all right. Uh, now, we got, uh, we're about done. I want to say that our guest uh, impresses me um, with his with everything they, about him. So I, I, I look up to people like you because... Uh, it helps me stay. It helps me to remember what I want to be. You know, like uh-huh. I, I want to, I want to be the, the that healthiest. Course. You know, right. let's train sometime, man. Yeah, well, hit no, me up, man. Train sometime. I'll be embarrassed. Is he, to train nah, with man. You. It's body work. Don't do that. See, that's that's the thing. Nah, man. It's your nah, level, on my okay. level, yeah. and we just have fun. Yeah, yeah. Lad, come too, man. So, okay. and you too. Matter of fact, we everybody, all four of us. Let's go get a gym right. session. Let's man. do it. Super easy. Well, anyway, so that <laughs> that's it, and uh, I guess I, again, I want to thank Isaiah Holt. Uh, of PowerFit Kids, among other things that he does. Next week's guest is Lawrence Carpenter of Super Clean Professional Janitorial Services. That's right, and coming up after the break is Latino Founder Hour with your hosts, Edgar Navis and Claudia Cardenas. Keep awesome. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.